You're gonna be okay. Oh, I'm fine. Oh, okay, good. So you're belly aching about a missing tripod or something. Well, it's not missing. It just isn't. It isn't here. Mrs. Flood propping up the recorder like it normally is. But okay. The recorder works just fine, laying flat on the table, as you can see. Maybe you could. Maybe it got taken to prop up the government or something or the currency. No, it to got, help prop up the house of cards. It got taken to prop up a, an iPhone. <laughs> And it's probably upstairs somewhere. So now we're propping up iPhones. They didn't sell as well. <laughs> um, no, anyway, uh, how you doing, Bobby? Well, this is the Mind Virus Show, by the way. Find us on the web at http colon slash slash www.mindvirus.show. Please remember to put in all of the necessary colons, dot dots, and slashes. All of those. And make sure to hit that donate button. You put the donate button up, right? No. Wow. Never mind that. (laughs) (laughs) No, we're running this show without donations. Why? Long pregnant pause. Why are we doing this, Bobby? (laughs) At all? (laughs) Well, that's a great question. Maybe the audience, such as it is, could answer it. Originally, this was a discussion that was spawned by COVID insanity. Hence, we call it the Mind Virus mm-hmm. Show because mm-hmm. that was a big mind virus. Did the virus kill the body? What, what happened? What was the? Can we say that there was an end result? There is COVID over. What? Whatever happened? What was the resolution to that? episode in world history the resolution was that we all just got distracted by black lives matter and ukraine and it just kind of blew away in the wind there are people i read a tweet yesterday by the way today did you say the date today's monday november 13th 2023 i read a tweet i read a tweet that was posted yesterday so you know current times was this guy who'd gotten his fifth covid shot or fifth booster i don't i don't know how many the shots that that adds up to but i mean that's 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 nuts to still be worried about covid and sometimes I, i i wish i could tell i wish i could ask people who still are wearing masks i'd like to say you know none of us are wearing masks anymore we've gone back to the to the old days does it bother you or does it confuse you that we're not all dead and i also wonder well no they're confused that that they're not dead because you're not wearing masks because your mask protects them yeah well thank you for protecting me with your mask but and how many shots did the guy have again you said five or nine he was on like his fifth booster. So okay, is so that that's like seven. Is that seven? Is that eight? Is it twelve? I have. I don't know. He, huh. he turned and off. He's still alive. He turned off replies 
on okay. his, <laughs> on his tweet. Cause, but is that what they call getting ratioed? Well, you can't get ratioed if you turn off replies. So he didn't have any replies. It wasn't like he turned them off midstream. He just he turned said, them off mid because a lot of people were saying things like, why? Does that mean he got ratioed? He was getting ratioed. So he was in the process of getting ratioed. Yeah. But it's the, it's the internet equivalent of getting pantsed in middle school. <laughs> Somebody yanks down your shorts and all you can see are the boxers. Or the briefs. Yeah, if he did that nowadays, you'd be thrown in jail for sexual assault, I think. But uh, mm. I, I don't know. Probable. I just... Uh, the, you said, what's the resolution? Well, I, it just sort of went away. It just sort of went away. And there's a lot of people who need to be held accountable for their actions who probably never will be, including local mayors and governors and county health weirdos and preachers and pastors and of course people in the national scene like Fauci and and Trump and Biden and uh, you know uh, CDC directors and all of these villains in this story but it just sort of went away and it seems like most Americans are just fine with that they just wanted to get back to normal we got and we got a new normal we, don't we got we? a new normal that was always part of the the goal and the new normal is everything's expensive, and and they they hang this over our heads, right? Well, and like John Titus said, the pandemic, the he always says it this way: the pandemic <laughs> was a monetary event. Yeah. Pandemic, pandemic. You know the the yeah. yell scream. You know it was a monetary event, and now we are. Um, dealing with the financial realities of that. And interestingly enough, I'm getting my news from the Babylon Bee these days. And uh, one of the headlines is that thousands have already lined up for Black Friday deals after grocery store offers prices from when Trump was president. So there's there's your financial or we have to monetary remember, incident evidence. We have to remember that that Trump was part of this nonsense. A big part of it. Okay, who was the president in spring of 2020? He was. Right. And he went along with a lot of this. He he sort of resisted, but not really. And uh, we have to, we just, in, in, and the, that original CARES Act was under his watch. He signed it. Mr. Montana, one of our listeners would point out that the president has very little power, really. Um, well, especially now, the current one. Well, he's mostly a Muppet. A puppet? Muppet? I'm, Jim Henson could have done a better job. Imagine being the guy or part of the team that has to change Biden's diapers <laughs> and having to keep that all quiet. Uh, <laughs> uh, an inconvenient truth. Yeah. Um, yeah, them. so Mr. Montana says he's they're, they're Muppets or puppets. Well, his point was that the president has very little power. He, he appoints a bunch of people, and then they kind of run the White House. And the, the minute he got to office, and this, he said, I think it was Steve Bannon that mm -hmm. let this revelation slip, that uh, Lindsey Graham, or the, the leaders of the Senate, basically told Donald Trump that he would, uh, they would not confirm anyone that they didn't agree with and that they had to basically put in his people. And most famously, he put in Jeff Sessions as attorney general who then did nothing 
to help him uh, get out of the what we call the Russia, Russia, Russia hoax, all the impeachment stuff. In fact, appointed special prosecutors that just spent their time submarining his presidency. Mm -hmm. And meanwhile, you've got Merrick Garland, who's weaponized, who's the, is the, is part of the weaponization of the justice department against all the deep state enemies. Right. And now we have (laughs) to quote the Babylon Bee again, you know, (laughs) we've got ample evidence, but no one will believe it until, uh, Joe Biden turns himself in, essentially. Right. Which he won't do, but even if he did, there would be some spin on that. Like, Ample evidence of massive corruption he in the loves exec- his, executive branch. Is what they I would meant. say he's taken one for the team. He loves his son so much. You know, we're supposed to keep kids out of politics, so it's off limits to criticize 50 year, Hunter, 50 year old kids. Hunter Biden. <laughs> the children of the president. Anyway, uh, yeah, things have gone crazy. Nobody nobody is going to be held responsible for this. It seems pretty clear. I mean, right, and which means that we're we're positioned for another event like that, whether it's under the guise of a pandemic or war or aliens or whatever. We're we're under we're we're in position to be basically held hostage in our own homes again for some created emergency well and i think they you know again management by catastrophe management by crisis they they did distract everybody with um ukraine essentially right that was the new thing i mean black lives matter was in sort of a an interim hiccup then you had the january 6th thing by the way those people there are still people being held in solitary confinement for having been in the wrong place at the wrong time so we we have scads scores of legitimate political prisoners here in the United States who are not being given a right to a speedy trial, um, who are being, uh, dealt cruel and unusual punishment all because they rallied. Yeah. They were invited into the Capitol by the Capitol police. Most people forget that the day that, or the, right after the inauguration of Donald Trump, there was a, uh, or around the time, I can't remember if it was before or after, but there was a massive liberal protest. I don't even want to call it liberal, statist protest, where all the pussy hat people came mm-hmm. out. You remember the pussy hat protest? Yeah, sadly. Yeah, they, they came out and, and basically said, not my president, we will not ever. Right. Well, there's people that took over the, they took, they took over the Wisconsin Capitol. And, and were inside there and basically locked it down, and there was no consequences there. People recently, pro-Palestinian people, were storming the White House, like trying to jump in the fence. No consequences there. Right. It's clear that the the January sixth thing was political. It's clear that it was used. That the people there were baited into, and uh, you know, agitators elevated the event into what it we're told it was you know an insurrection and uh, there's people who are being made examples of and uh you can see in the in the years that have followed there's never been any other kind of uh conservative or liberty-minded rally or protest no that's been the last one really 
So you get you get off scot free for killing a lot of people, causing massive health problems, raking in a ton of money for pharmaceutical companies. But if you go to the protest, you walk into the Capitol, you'll get charged, held in solitary confinement, and uh, basically tortured for two or three years, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah. If you expose the wrongdoings of the U.S. government, you can end up in the Ecuadorian embassy for seven years and then in a British prison for the rest of your life, awaiting an extradition decision that will never come down referencing julian assange if you don't know what's gone on with julian assange what is your problem this was written three years ago or sorry this was written just the other day november 9th this is a tweet from albert bull ceo of pfizer Three years ago today, we were able to share with the world the joyous news that our COVID-19 vaccine was highly effective in preventing disease. It was one of the best moments of my career. We could not have reached this point without the extraordinary efforts of our talented and dedicated Pfizer colleagues and BioNTech group partners. This photo was taken moments after we received the good news from our R&D team. And you can see the smiles through our masks. As Aristotle said, quote, Our problem is not that we aim too high and we miss. Our problem is that we aim too low and hit. We reached one moonshot with our COVID-19 vaccine, and now we want to reach more because our patients are counting on us. <laughs> First of all, you can't see the smiles through the masks. I can see your creepy dead eyes, though. And everybody in this picture has, like, creepy dead eyes. And this is just shameless. This is because the, the vaccine is not highly effective in preventing disease. It's highly effective in causing disease. It's just insane. Like, I mean, this is one of those guys that should be held accountable and instead, he's celebrating that three years ago today, we learned that we are highly safe and effective. It's insane. The world has gone mad. And of course, uh, nobody can reply to this tweet. <laughs> <laughs> it's um, it just... Uh, it's something uh, that we... Yeah, we have people rotting in prisons for protesting peacefully... And we have guys like Albert Bull, who is celebrating all of the money that he made with this evil, destructive, dangerous gene therapy. So you, you think possibly the plan is just to wait out uh, reg, regular honest people and just with all the money and influence just over time, just change the narrative. I mean, that's, that's worked before. Oh yeah. I think, uh, probably by the time our kids are our age, it'll probably be the, the narrative would probably be, yeah, it was, there was a bad pandemic and then the, the vaccine saved us all. That's why we get a vaccine every month. That's why you need to take your COVID shot every week because we don't want COVID coming back it's lingering there's anti-vaxxers in idaho 
and it'll come back in your if you don't take it eat your vegetables eat your vegetable simulated cricket powder <laughs> so yeah okay well anyway as you've all expected listeners this is another black pill episode of the mind virus show. i'm out of uh, any other kind of pills <laughs> Well, there's a, there's a lot of crazy stuff going on. I, I, I prefer now to read the Babylon Bee. By the way, uh, just point out one headline. Pope Francis fired a bishop in Texas for being too Catholic. This was a an anti-LGBTQ but, fellow. But that's a Babylon Bee headline, but it really happened. But it really ha- that That's what makes the Babylon Bee so not funny, is that these are like ripped from the headlines headlines. And uh, in, in the same vein as the Babylon Bee, God fired Elder Ballard uh, recently. Did he that's fire the way, him? That's the way we look at it, right? Uh, the Lord will remove you out of, the, out of your place before you become old enough to be the prophet, according to Wilford Woodruff. Yeah, that's a, a strange kind of tradition or statement in our culture, because how do you ever know? I think that's the presumed reality is that um but nobody's acting like that. It's that's, not in the program. When when one for, of the for any man who stands at the head of this church to lead you astray, God would lead God would remove right. them out of their place before that were so possible. Does that mean that every member of the quorum of the 12 who dies before he's made president as being removed that's the way i mean that's that's, that's like the that's, way you read uh, it's <laughs> official declaration number two right it's in the doctrine comments let me pull that up so I, you know i'm not just, right no i know i know i know it's just there. for the list for the sake of the listeners let me what i this is at the end of the doctrine and covenants there's official declaration two and wow. then after that there are um some excerpts but see, we don't ever get like an accompanying note. Like, by the way, this was just uh, not me removing them. This was just the this person just got old. It's all right. Carry on. Okay, I'm trying to find the uh, supporting evidence. I guess on the website they've taken down the uh, any man who stands at the head of this church statement. It's got to be in there. It's in my scriptures. Well, I have some paper ones upstairs. Or a note that says, just wanted to warn you all, I removed this person because he was going to lead you astray. He was going to live long enough. And then he was going to one day tell you that the shot is safe and effective. And he was going to create shell companies. To keep the money hidden from the government and from you. The, no, the Lord will never permit me or any man who stands as president of this church to lead you astray. It's not in the program. It's not in the mind of God. If I were to attempt that, the Lord re- would remove me out of my place. And so he will with any man who attempts to lead the children of men astray from the oracles of God and from their duty. This is uh, right after official declaration number one under the heading, Excerpts from Three Addresses by President Wilford Woodruff Regarding the Manifesto. And that used to be, well, it is in the paper scriptures, but apparently they decided not to put it at the end of the Doctrine and Covenants on the website. I wonder if it's in 
recently printed scriptures, and the ones I have are a little bit old. Well, they probably didn't age very well. Well, not like my comic books do. Yeah, exactly. Anyway, so yeah, maybe I shouldn't say fired. Maybe that, that's all in the it's all in the semantics, right? Uh, Elder Ballard passed away. Is big news for the LDS community. At least it's the top headline on KSL right now. He was his office or his uh, calling or or title was. Uh, a member of the Quorum of the Twelve Apostles and President of the Quorum of the Twelve Apostles. Acting so he, president. Who was who the president? Dallin H. Oaks? Nelson. Well, but you, we Nelson tr- is the senior apostle, but, but the senior apostle is the president of the church, and so they always the president of the Twelve is always acting under the current hierarchical organization. So we have a... Again, semantics. We mm-hmm. call them the president of the Quorum of the Twelve Apostles just because we don't want to have the president of the church have both responsibilities. Well, we don't even though the, they are technically, even though the president of the church is techni- technically the senior apostle, the, right. the president of the Quorum. And Elder Oaks would be, but he was called into the first presidency. So it has nothing to do with Elder Oaks. It has everything to do with the fact that the, the senior apostle is the president of the church. So therefore, the name of the office is acting president of the Quorum of the Twelve Apostles. Yeah, right. We love stuff like that in the church. Witnesses to the name. We just love like hyper-organizational. Witnesses. Special witnesses to the name. Especial witnesses. There's both of those. You got the yeah. 70 and the Quorum of the Twelve. Right. Especial. <laughs> Act, yeah, we we love we love the hierarchy in the church. Well, anyway, so the the bishop got fired in the Catholic Church, and then I I can I'm, I want to I want to speculate want to be on the record because this is one of the things Mormons love to do when that, when an apostle dies. You know, we get that means we're getting a, a new apostle. Who do you think it's going to be? A new picture to hang on our wall. Um, I think it's going to be. Ahmed Corbett. Really? Yes. Okay. The church uh, is ready. They want. They they're all into the diversity stuff. They want a black apostle. And he's he's qualified. Is he black? He is. Okay. I, I met him. I, I liked him. He's a nice guy. He was interesting to talk to. But you know, I can't say I know the man. Mm-hmm. But uh, I think that's. He was recently called from the young men's presidency into the quorum of the 70, and I think that was a little bit of a uh, uh, preparatory, like, okay, let's get this guy moving up the chain. <laughs> because uh, they know that they're all go- they're, there's many... Uh, I, we're going to have huge turnover in the next year or two his in the church. Say his name, is it ah- Ahmad? H-A-H-M-A-Ahmed. Ahmed Corbett. That's my guess. And maybe I don't get it right How this time. How do you time. spell Ahmed? Mm, A-H-M-E-D, I think. Maybe I don't get oh, it that's right. that's how you say. Maybe I don't get it right this time, but I think he'll, he'll be there before too long. Again, like uh, somebody uh, posted, if you're curious at home, if you're keeping score at home, that's a 6-4-3 double play. <clears throat> so here you have, 
you have the ages in the order of ascendancy of the current 14 now. You have Nelson is 99 years old. Oaks is 91. Eyring is 90. Holland is 82. Uchtdorf 83. Bednar 71. Cook 83. Christofferson 78. Anderson and Rasband are both 72. Stevenson is 68. Renland is 70. Gong 69. Suarez 65. Holland is younger than Uchtdorf, but I don't think Holland's got very good health. I think maybe we've talked about this, but I think we there's a good chance we have a president Uchtdorf for a time, but I think uh, there's going to be a president Bednar for a long time. He's just 71, and he is, yeah, let's see, one, two, well, one, two, three, four. He's only got four guys ahead of him. Oaks and Eyring are, are in their 90s. Well, how, Holland how, is in poor health, and, Uch, and then there's Uchtdorf. Uchtdorf is how old? He's 83, but it seems to be in pretty good health. Yeah, because Uchtdorf could go a while. Yeah. But Nelson is 99, Oaks is 91, Eyring is 90. All three of those guys are in their 90s, and I would say in for their age, they look like they're in pretty decent health. But it doesn't matter at that age. You could just go to bed one night and not get up. I mean, that's just the reality of being in your 90s. Yeah. Yeah. So it's a, there's, a, there's some, what I'm getting at is there's going to be a lot of change in the future, the near future, in the senior leadership. And I don't think that means just change uh, with the faces, but I think there's going to be a lot of policy shifting that accompanies this. It's my opinion that Ballard is one of the few of the kind of traditional, conservative, old school uh, members of senior leadership. I think Holland's the other one. The rest, I don't know. I don't, I'm not quite sure where they stand on some of the old ideas. Mm-hmm. Well, they stand with Pfizer. <laughs> What's the right. name of the elder that uh, promoted the vaccine three years ago? I forget the guy's uh, the name. The one that worked for Pfizer? The one that had to put on his uh, 70s hat? Yeah, that was an article in Meridian Magazine. His name we was... We posted a link to the Wayback yeah, Machine Yeah, his name that. was... What was it? Uh, uh, Swanson. Samsonite. Samsonite. I was way off. Uh, I want to uh, say it was like Hutchins, Hutchinson. Richard know. Hutchins, maybe. I bet I'm, I bet I'm close. Are you looking it up? Well, we have it on our, our uh, website somewhere. I can't remember when we... Well, and that article got scrubbed. Yeah. Got scrubbed fast. But he basically said in July of 2020, we're working on the vaccine. It'll be available in November. And what happened? What did Albert Bull say just recently? Three years ago today. And he wrote that on uh, November 9th. So, yeah, old Hutchins, he was right. Richard S. Hutchins. You're right. Good memory, man. He was right. Scrubbed from the net. Area 70, Richard S. Hutchins, Pfizer head of antiviral, has good no- news on COVID-19. We have that link. That was a bizarre, bizarre episode. A little, it kind of flew under the radar. I'll post that again just for everyone's benefit. <clears throat> it kind of flew under the radar. It didn't make, it make, it didn't make headlines outside of like Mormonville. 
but should have because here you had a high-ranking Pfizer executive saying that we're releasing this in November. Before he answered our COVID-19 questions, he said, can I put on my Area 70 hat for just a second? I think God knows all things. He knew this was coming. I'm sure there are a lot of valuable lessons we can take from it collectively and individually, institutionally and in the church. But also there needs to be a solution eventually. He has provided a way out. Mm -hmm. New technology has been in place for two years that has allowed companies to do the unthinkable, provide a vaccine in record time. Oh, they did the unthinkable. To Elder Hutchins, this is no accident. And it was no accident. Yeah, we haven't heard much from him since then. One of the questions once in a while I wake up, one of the dumb questions I wake up with in the morning now and again is, who, who, who made the call to scrub that article? Was it Pfizer or was it the church? Meridian Magazine. Or was it somebody from Pfizer and the church? Could have been Vice Magazine. Is there somebody, I wonder if, if Hutchins is the senior most church and Pfizer crossover we have. Meaning there's probably like six more. Well, is there another, is there someone else that's higher ranking in the church and at Pfizer? And at Pfizer at the same time? Yeah, maybe. That's a inquiring minds want to know. Well, one of the things that I do, again, like my brain isn't normal. But whenever, (laughs) oftentimes when there's new 70s, I don't do this with all of them. And it's also kind of hard to find, but... I'm always curious, like who, when someone's called, like, what? Okay, well, who is this guy? What does he do for a living? Who does he work for? Because they are, don't tell you that on KSL, the local. Sometimes they don't, right? or sometimes they'll just say things like, like for example, there was a seventy called recently in the, in his little intro or bio. He he, they wanted us to know that he worked for Curtin and McConkie as an attorney. Mm-hmm. So, like when Garrett Gong was called, they were like. And uh, we're uh, announcing that we'll be appointing Garrett Gong to the Quorum of Twelve Apostles, former advisor to the Twelve, also former counsel on foreign relations. Yeah, they didn't say that. Uh, no, they didn't mention that, did they? No. But anyway, yeah, I, I, I sometimes I wonder who who called for that article to be scrubbed. I, I'd love to. I'd love to have a recording of that phone call. Like, Hello, I'm Radiant Magazine. How can I help you? Yes. Uh, is this the Meridian magazine that published the article with Richard Hutchins? Oh, yes, yes, this is us. Take it down. What? Take it down. On whose authority? Well, no, it's, it, we, we, we. Take it down. And then right then outside the window, there's like a, 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 a tapping at the window. And a guy like wearing a mask and in black gloves, and he's just wagging his finger. Okay, well, we'll take it down. Okay, <laughs> very good. Don't make me call again. Are those the probably the same guys that the the Utah legislature calls the home teachers? There, there's like a couple <laughs> of lobbyists for the church that visit the yeah the Utah legislatures maybe. legislators, and they call them the uh, the home teachers. Do they call them the ministering brothers now? No, I think they call them the home teachers. Well, they, I don't know. That's a good point. I only heard of them called the home teachers. Maybe they're called the ministering brethren now. Yeah, I wonder if they show up and they're like, hello, 
Hello, Representative Jones. Welcome to the Utah Legislature. Sit down. <laughs> and then they take off the nice guy facade and they're like, yeah. you will do this. I'm just Googling it up. I'm not finding anything. But I think I'll ask the LDS bot. Keep talking here. I'll, <laughs> I'll see if I can find the LDS bot. All right. Prayer emoji. Okay, Smiley LDS face. bot. Um, are the churches... <clears throat> churches lobbyists 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 how do you spell lobbyist well i think it's lobbyist ist lobby with a y there it is okay but my browser does not like that let's see neither will the bot i predict take it down are the church's lobbyists to the utah legislature Sure. Really called the <laughs> home teachers, or should we now refer to them as ministering brethren? Question mark. <laughs> You're going to confuse the bot. That's a great question. Yeah, they, it always loves But I think it. It there's a little that. bit of confusion here. Home teachers and ministering brethren are actually roles within local congregations of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Mm. Exclamation mm. point. <laughs> I'm telling you, the audience, the way this is programmed is like, it's like they're, a 14-year-old girl. They're not the official title of the church's representatives or lobbyists to the Utah, Utah legislature or any other governmental agency or entity. They're actually roles for local church members to help look after and support each other. If you'd like, I can tell you a bit more about those roles within the church. Smiley face emoji. No, I'd like to know more about the official title of lobbyists. Than okay. <laughs> It says, uh, it says something about neutrality. Okay, what then should we call the church's lobbyists? What then should we call the church's lobbyists? The representatives of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints who handle governmental relations, including lobbying efforts, are generally part of the church's public and governmental affairs department. The specific titles individuals might hold can vary. <laughs> All right. Okay. Nice deflection. <clears throat> Dumb question. Dumb question. That's another guy, while we're speculating, that I think could... could uh, What's his name? ...be called into the 12. Kevin Pearson. He's the president of the Utah Area Authority. Again, we love our titles. The Utah Area Authority also could be... I wonder if people confuse that for like the bus system and the transportation system. Is that the guy? Yeah. I'm linking to all these so that when you guys go to the website, which I know everyone does, you'll be able to find this information quickly. <clears throat> so we, my dad likes to call this Mormon horse racing. Clark Gilbert is another one that I think could be called into the 12. I think that's his name. I think he's a former secretary to the 12. Yeah, Mormon horse racing. Clark G. Gilbert. Yeah. This dude. Yeah. Yeah, Mormon horse racing. That's when you try to figure out who your bishop's going to be when you know they're going to be released, or the stake president, or next members of the right. Quorum of the 12 well, Apostles of the, the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. When it comes to like a bishop, it's getting 
somewhat easier and easier because more and more the the, the people called into leadership are kind of stereotyped, right? Well, they're also the richest people in the ward. It's well, sometimes, but it, it, it it's as easy. long as that guy hasn't been the bishop just before. It's 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 easy to to look at it and say, well, I know it's not going to be that guy because he wears a sweater to church and not a suit. And it's not going to be that guy because he has a beard. It's not going to be that guy because, well, he works with the youth. We've got a lot all. of guys we can rule out. Yeah. It's not going to be that guy because... One, but it might be that guy because he's a BYU professor. Or it might be that guy because he works for Pfizer. Right. Or Right. Yeah. Long pause. We recently went through a change in the stake presidency, and I, I, I was feeling a little bit left out because I couldn't do any of the horse trading and horse racing because I don't know anybody in the stake. <laughs> <laughs> and the, including the three guys that got called, I don't know any of them, never met him, never heard of them, never interacted with them. So I don't know. I want to know if they're continuing open mic night where you can come in and ask them questions. Um, only... did, you ever go, did you ever go in? N- no. Uh, was that a thing? Yeah. Um, I have an acquaintance who uh, is into secret combinations, right? Meaning likes to talk about them, possibly involved in one. I don't know. <laughs> but he, he's been in multiple times to warn them about secret combinations. And one time... Well, I know who you're talking about, I think. Yeah. One time, uh, <laughs> one time he went in and President, let's just call him President XYZ listened attentively for a few minutes and asked, well, but I'm not trying to, you know, and he's like, well, it's my responsibility to, to warn, you know, if I see something like this and apparently you guys aren't seeing it. So I'm, I'm warning you and they've told me I'm not supposed to write letters to the brethren anymore. Cause those just get referred to you. So since right. you're having, since you're having your open office hours, I guess is what we'll call them. This is really not open mic night because you, you're not speaking to anybody except right. a member of the state presidency. <laughs> He says, says, I'm here to warn you. And he talk about it for a minute. And then the guy says, well, you know, thanks for coming in. There are a lot of other people that want to talk to me. And, and, you know, I, so we need to kind of conclude this and maybe we'll talk later. And so he shoes him out of the office and the guy opens the door and it's crickets. Nobody's out there. there. And he's like, okay, the door shuts behind him. (laughs) I did secret uh, combinations. They had a, during the COVID, yeah. Fiasco this this COVID spring they had a open email you could submit questions you couldn't go in anymore I did email a question I didn't get a personalized response but I got a general response on Zoom when they when he went through the Q and A's were you asking about how all rights could be reasonably restricted possibly <laughs> and I the 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 answer I don't remember the de- it wasn't it wasn't a great answer but it was like fire in a crowded theater came up and I was on, I was at this computer <laughs> screen going ah! Ah! That's screaming. <laughs> screaming at the computer it's like you can yell fire in a crowded theater if there's a fire <laughs> and also that's uh, that's a misinterpretation of that entire essay <laughs> ah! <laughs> if only you could all see the look on Bobby's face. Safe and effective. Well, uh, yeah, the Babylon Bee headlines then, huh? So I want to know more about this guy that got fired for being too Catholic. Can we talk about Yeah, let's talk wanna, about that. The, that's what's the, the real, real story, what's isn't it? the real it? story there behind that? Because I think that's something we're going to see more of in 
religion in, in the Catholic Church. Here's the real story. Tyler, Texas. Pope Francis has officially sacked Bishop Joseph Strickland of Tyler, Texas for being way too Catholic. Despite repeated warnings, Bishop Strickland refused to stop being so Catholic, said Pope Francis. He adamantly held firm to the Catholic doctrine, and there is simply no room for that in today's Catholic Church. Boy, you could replace Catholic Church with a different church here? Mm, yeah, yeah, okay, you could. you could. According to sources, Bishop Strickland initially drew the, the Vatican's ire due to multiple episodes of him publicly professing the Catholic faith. Quote, Bishop Strickland had the incredible audacity to actually teach the catechism of the Catholic Church, said Cardinal Robert McElroy. Quote, like even the really unpopular parts about gender and marriage. That stuff is so, dash, how did the Pope say it? Backwards and out of touch, exclamation point. <laughs> this is like the LDS bot. Anyhow, Pope, <laughs> Pope Francis wanted to make sure all the Catholics out there holding fast to the Catholic Church's teachings as they, are, as they battle Sorry, Pope Francis wanted to make sure all the Catholics out there holding fast to the Catholic Church's teachings as they battle an increasingly hostile cultural know truly how alone they really are. <laughs> okay. That's um, uh, that's the Babylon B. Um, I've got a that hits a little closer closer to home than it should. Right. Uh, I've got an article here from the Independent. I'm going to link to these on uh, the website if you want to look at them. The independentco.uk says Pope Francis fires conservative Texas bishop who opposed LGBTQ reforms. Bishop Joseph Strickland was, quote, relieved of his duties as head of the Diocese of Tyler after challenging the Pope's leadership. Pope Francis forcibly removed a conservative Texas bishop who had been a staunch critic of his progressive reforms of the Catholic Church. The Vatican announced on Saturday, the 11th of November, that Bishop Joseph Strickland had been, quote, relieved of his position as head of the Diocese of Tyler after the Pope ordered an, quote, apostolic visitation in June. Bishop Strickland emerged as a leading critic of the pontiff, claiming his leadership was, quote, undermining the deposit of faith quote, end quote, and amplifying videos on social media that describe Francis as a, quote, diabolically disordered clown. <laughs> Where are our bishops when, 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 when we disagree? Can we not do stuff like this? Uh, they don't disagree, though. Uh, no, this is interesting because this guy's not like a big deal, right? He's the bishop, he's of, a Tyler, bishop. of Tyler, Texas. Like, that's not a big town, I don't think. Where is that even? Is that like a suburb? It's in of, Texas. Uh, I, I, I surmise that. Is it like outside of Dallas? I mean, this this doesn't sound like this isn't like the the cardinal of the northeast area or something like Boston. Because there's other guys that have been quite critical, like like Vigiano, Viangino. I can't remember. Yeah, how this, to say that this dude lived halfway between Dallas and Shreveport, Louisiana. Okay. So if you've ever driven that road, which I have. Eh, not a lot there I on I-20. I think that road features prominently in the movie Smokey and the Bandit. Does it? Which has I, been prominently mentioned on the Mind Virus show before. He's burning down, raging with a roller. Did you forget the words? Yeah, there goes something <laughs> like that. But it sounds like this guy, well... The Pope doesn't like being called a diabolical clown, I guess. But uh, I mean, who would? But there, but uh, like Bishop 
or is it Cardinal Vigiano? He's been very outspoken, and I don't think he's been fired, but maybe he's like an emeritus guy. Maybe there's nothing to fire him from. But it's interesting. Bishop Strickland declined a a request to resign, leading the Pope to ordering his firing. Cardinal DiNardio, DiNardo said, uh... Francis is a clear and present danger, not only to Catholics the world over, but also to the world itself. It appears he is now actively trying to bury fidelity to the Church of Jesus Christ. Do they know that that has actually been trademarked by yeah, that's the taken. LDS Church? That's taken, guys. So uh, the bishop said that? Said that the Pope is a clear and present danger? I think this was a newspaper writer. I'm just cobbling it together to make it sound salacious. <laughs> well, I think that's, I think, I mean, mission accomplished, right? If you're the Pope, you're going to shut up a bunch, any other, because I've come across some YouTube Catholics who are quite critical of the, the current regime and Pope and all that, and offer some really good scriptural and, and cultural insight into the moment of time that we are currently timing the moment for and being participants in this time, in this moment, in the moment of time in which we find ourselves timing in. <laughs> there you go. I going to remind you to cackle. I was going to remind you. Yeah, but the- no, but for real, I have. And I wonder if they're getting letters of you know, the pressure to take down their YouTube channels or to not promote the documentary that they just made. Or to stop giving lectures in Boise, Idaho, or whatever. I think it's uh, mostly just leadership that they have so much. It's the the Catholic Church has been going on for a long time, so <laughs> I think these guys have realized there are lines that they can push and get away with it, and and they also they're also lifelong um, churchmen. Churchmen, that's a good word. That Think of that in the Nibley. Nibley coined that, I yeah, think. Yeah, Nibley flavor. The churchmen. Yeah, Freeman, Kingman, and then you have churchmen. churchmen. Yeah. So that they're, and more and more, by the way, more and more, the Kingmen and the churchmen are the same people. So in the the other Church of Jesus Christ, the the Latter day Saint one, we have far fewer churchmen, meaning uh, lifers, lifelong church, churchmen. It's the 70, which there's about 70 of them, roughly. No, there's a lot more than those. There's like <laughs> then, 400 of them. Okay. You didn't get the joke. I, and, uh, <laughs> I, I got it. I got it. I just um, didn't the, want to confuse the audience. Okay. And then there's, uh, I could say, then there's the Quorum of the Twelve, and there's about 12 of them. And then you would say, you're not, actually, there's well, 15. No, technically, you're right. In the Quorum of the Twelve, there's 12. Then you have the First Presidency, which is an additional three. So there's 15, often referred to as the Q15. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Or... Which is not to be confused with the Quorum of 12. Collectively, the 70 and the 12 are often known as the red chairs. Okay. Is that a new thing? I don't Getting know. Getting known as the red chairs? But they get to sit in the red chairs at the con- at general conference. And I might call that the chief seats in the synagogues. But um, <laughs> they... Uh, we so we have okay so let's say 500 roughly life i think there's a, a lot more well the 70s ca- catholic. aren't 70s aren't lifers in the sense that they, they can get released okay so who are the lifers well the only ones in the church who are called 
and not released except upon death are the apostles. But if you're a if you're a seventy, it's likely that you. No, there, um, there's a lot of 70s that are released or given emeritus. But what I wanted to say is it's likely that you're being paid by the church for a long time, right? Because you would probably have been an area authority, a member yeah, of the board, well, stake some sort of a paying, some sort of a paying um, paid, sti- paid sti- position. Stipend. Stipended position? Yeah. But yeah, I, I see your point. And if you are ever called to the 70 and you want to be released, one easy way to do it is to give a, give a talk and conference advertising your new product line, you know, some T-shirts or something that you could ponderize about. <laughs> uh. Anyway, I think that the, the, the Catholic Church having a lot more uh, career... Career leadership, yeah. That they, well, it, it's, there's a lot more dissension in the well, career leadership, and I don't think they go after individual members. Like, if you want to get excommunicated as a member of the Catholic Church, I think you really have to go out. On yeah, a, well, out and, there and, and, and go in, crazy in, in Catholicism and even a lot of Protestant denominations. The pastor, the bishop, whatever, is a paid. It's a career. You know, they go to school. They and then they they're paid. They willingly go to seminary. They're paid uh, by the by donations that the members make, or from I don't know if if are Catholic bishops paid by the hierarchy, or they just is that a check from the you know Catholic Inc. One 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 Rome Drive, Rome, Italy, Vatican, or is it? <laughs> I was gonna say, or is the address six 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 Vatican Way? Sorry, old missionary jokes, right? But I, I don't know. Are they paid by the central hierarchy, the church, or is it local? I don't know. Uh, National Catholic Reporter. A bishop's compensation is generally paid for by his diocese. The salary of Catholic bishops is slightly more than priests of the diocese. And so I'm going to ask who pays Catholic cardinals. So the diocese, who, who pays the diocese? Then? I think the people... Because how, how could they, because that would greatly vary then. I would imagine the Bishop of Tyler, Texas is not going to make as much money as the Bishop of, uh, you know, Cadoba, Argentina. I guess not. Be, you know, just based on numbers. I don't know. Maybe he would. Maybe there's somebody out there who knows better than we do. Rare. Prob- improbable, but maybe. Here's an article from 2019. So the... The Prices are probably inflated, but uh, says that uh, on average, parish priests make between twenty-five and thirty thousand per year, depending on the diocese. For a priest. For a priest. And so that's usually like a junior. Cardinals have what they call quote the cardinal's plate. Cardinals get about five thousand euros per month. Month sixty-eight thousand per year. He adds, they all have to live in Rome. It's more expensive. They have more travel. Their vestments and their clerical clothes are more expensive. (laughs) (laughs) Well, the way around that is just call guys that are already millionaires to be cardinals. What does the Pope make? This man explains Pope Benedict's retirement package. He says that the church pays for Pope Benedict's living expenses, and he receives an additional monthly stipend of 2,500 euros. Then he asks, 
what does Pope Francis make? Some guy named Delacrosse guesses 100000 a year. Shiel responds, he makes three coins a year. He doesn't get them, though. They don't pay it to him. The Pope has all of his expenses covered. They live in the Vatican, or Casa Santa Marta, and have all their traveling expenses paid for. Mm-hmm. All right. But a person is due the just wages of their work, so it would be unjust not to pay the Pope. He gets three coins, one bronze, one silver, and one gold coin every year that he is Pope. Upon his death, the coins will be placed into a bag and put in his coffin. <laughs> so if you're the Pope for nine years, you get nine copper coins, nine silver coins, and nine gold coins. Delacrosse asks, so he makes nothing? Shell answers, he makes nothing. He makes those coins and he doesn't get them until he dies. Couldn't they give the coins to like the kids, poor kids on the street or something? Maybe nope. they're not. They even put them real, in the coffin. Real coins. Well, I'm they're sure souvenir, there's, they're apparently souvenir coins. I'm sure there's more to it than that. Obviously, he may not make uh, something, but everything's covered. And I think the key was all expenses paid right. for. Right. So it's like your. That's the same as being paid. That's the same as being a, an than. LDS mission president. It's better than. Mission so the LDS mission presidents do just as well as the Pope, apparently. They just don't get to live in the Vatican. Well, I think they, they do better because they do get a stipend. Mission presidents do. I know that's the common mythology in our church that these guys drop everything and go and live. Well, they, they don't have to wear the vestments. However, they do have to wear the business banker suits. Well, yeah, those are the vestments. If they have a vest, not all suits come with a vest, just FYI. Yeah. You have to buy the yeah, vest separate, which yeah. is, well, in the case of admission president, they would pay for the vest if they wanted the vest. Yeah, admission presidents get a stipend and they do get a bunch of stuff reimbursed. Do you remember the Simpsons episode where um, Mr. Burns sings, See My Vest? See my vest, see my vest, made of pure gorilla chests. See my loafers, they were gophers. Um, I got to find that one. That's so awesome. It reminds me of the amazing Planet of the Apes, Simpsons. Dr. Zayas, Dr. Zayas. Dr. Zayas, Dr. Zayas. Dr. Zayas, can I play the piano anymore? Well, of course you can. Well, I couldn't before. Dr. Zayas, Dr. Zayas. Dr. Zayas, Dr. Zayas. Oh, it was once so good. And then Homer at the end says, I love legitimate theater. <laughs> so Almost as good as Luke be a... Jedi tonight. Yeah. When they did uh, Guys and Dolls Star Wars. They did uh, Music Man. Yeah, we got trouble. Yeah. Yeah, we got trouble. The guy comes and tries to sell him a monorail. 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 That's right. <laughs> Those first 10 years of The Simpsons were. Well, they Excellent. Were they were legitimate theater. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, maybe it's the good old days. I just don't watch anymore. It's too much. It's too, you know, the entire library is on Disney Plus. And I thought, I'm going to start from the beginning. And I made it about two seasons and I got distracted. And, uh, you know, I only have 38 more seasons to go. But, well, speaking of Disney, if we're going to grab a zero hedge headline, which we have not yet today, we need to point out that their latest woke attempt is a box office office flop marvelous bomb it says 
Disney's latest social engineering attempt is a box office flop. So apparently the latest Marvel movie, which is called The Marvels, is that like the Jeffersons or mm-hmm. the Simpsons or the Cosby show? Moving on up. Um, it posted the worst opening in the history of, Mar- of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. That's because we're all misogynists and we hate women. The movie, which centers on three female characters, white, Hispanic, and black, took in only $47 million over its first three days in theaters. And that's how powerful the Marvel brand is. I mean, that, that was like, what did uh, Sound of Freedom make? Like $60 million or $80 million or something in, in its entire run? Oh, I think it uh, got up to about $150 million. Worldwide? Yeah. But it was, it was slow moving. You know, the Marvel movies, if it's a good Marvel movie, it'll make a billion dollars. Right, and it's got that worldwide audience and all that brand power. Well, in this case, the la- the last several like um, the Eternals, Ant Man and the Wasp, She Hulk, She Hulk, Attorney at Law. I guess that's a Disney Plus show. Good grief! <laughs> anyway, some of these recent movies, uh, like the latest Guardians of the Galaxy and stuff, haven't done as well, and uh, a lot of people are attributing that to them. Getting woke and going broke, and remember, it costs them a lot of money to make these movies, like over two hundred million dollars. So, when you have a, and then they market them, right? The marketing right. is really expensive. So, Sound of Freedom can can have a huge return on one hundred and fifty million dollars, and a Marvel movie that makes one hundred fifty million dollars loses hundreds of millions of dollars because of the marketing and the budget of of making the movie. Anyway, uh, in order to spin this in a positive way, Deadline. Have you ever you ever read Deadline? Oh yeah, every day. Right uh, after I get done with Rachel Maddow's latest book. Yeah, they reported that uh, quote the Marvels scored the best opening for a movie by a black female director. So they've <laughs> spun this in in its most positive sense. The soft bigotry of low expectations. <laughs> So uh, there's our Marvel news. You mentioned Disney Plus, and uh, we mentioned we I mentioned The Simpsons, and we've got for those who want to continue the the fun, definitely check out the the website, and we will post links to all of those. All uh, the monorail. No, no, no. We will post links to The Simpsons monorail. Luke be a Jedi tonight. Doctor Zayas, Doctor Zayas, and see my vest which will make at least me laugh for a long time. Dr. Zayas, Dr. Zayas. Yeah, that was back uh, in the, the Phil Hartman days. We lost a real talent when we lost Phil Hartman. That guy was good. That guy was a great You may remember character. Mr. Phil Hartman from, <laughs> yeah, you might. from TV shows such as The Simpsons and Saturday Night Live. What was his name? Uh, Phil Hartman. Not Phil, Har- Phil Hartman, but in the when they would Troy do... Troy McClure. Troy McClure, that's right. I'm you actor remember, Troy McClure. You may remember me from... Such movies as, Do Those Pants Really Not Fit? And Could I Have Some More, Please? Or whatever they were called. They were always weird, obscure movie titles. Oh, it was hilarious. He was great. He was great as uh, on The Simpsons. He was great on Saturday Night Live. He did a great Bill Clinton. I remember it kind of as a young teenager... Saturday Night Live would clown the president, even though he was a Democrat back in those days. And, oh, yeah. But I remember laughing at 
and just sort of realizing it's okay to make fun of the president. Like they they used to be even handed. It was like right. nothing was off limits, and and there was nobody more courageous than um, what's his name? He just passed away. The guy that used to do Weekend Update. Um, Norm, Norm, Norm McDonald was a treasure, national treasure. Yeah, he was very he, courageous. He took on everybody and everything. Oh, I mean, he, he was relentless about OJ and relentless about um, the, Clintons. the Clintons having killed Vince, Vince Foster. Yeah, he. Uh, I recently saw the clip where he was on, I think it was The View, where he brings that up and the ladies are just aghast. I know. And he just smiles. He goes, well, they did. They did. <laughs> they did. And nobody, can, and, yeah. nobody cares but me, apparently. Yeah, it was, yeah. Phil Hartman was awesome in that Clinton sketch with Saturday Night Live. He's jogging and they... they oh, yeah, they're intercepted to, by warlords. Yeah, they go to McDonald's. I'll try to find that one. Let's say this hamburger here is the evil warlord. It was great. Yeah, rest in peace. And then somebody hands him a drink and he's oh, thank you. Phil and... <laughs> Norm, national treasures, great comedians. You know the 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 for a while there, the comedians lost their teeth, right? And a lot of them still have, but more and more are getting them back. They're starting to realize, you know what, we can. You know, there are some good comedians out there that are actually telling the truth. Well, I say this with a disclaimer that he can be extremely crass. Okay, but Dave Chappelle is crossing lines. He's pushing the lines. Um, other more clean ones, like Nate Bargatze is really popular right now. He doesn't take on politics and stuff like that too much. Um, there's another one. Oh, man. Now I got to look it up. I think his first name is Jim. Not Gaffigan. Not Kerry. <laughs> but um, he's taken he he's taken on the, the COVID stuff from the beginning. Jim Brewer, B-R-E-U-E-R. He has some pretty funny stuff with the masks and the vaccine and mm-hmm. and that sort of thing. Um, but yeah, like some of the comedians are starting to get they're pushing back against gender ide- ideology and wokeism and and there's others, of course, that aren't and that are trying to prop that up. Famously, you know, the night the nighttime TV show hosts. You know, does anybody watch those anymore? I don't think so, but. I mean, those guys are just so. There are old, YouTubers getting way more views over than the those top guys, yeah. shills, you know, like um, Jimmy Steve, Jimmy Stephen, Fallon, yeah, Jimmy Kimmel, the Stephen Colbert. Colbert, Colbert yeah. famously, you remember, maybe had the the skit with the, the dancing, dancing syringes, syringes, just absolutely, just just gross. Like you're an idiot. You, the audience, are idiots. Right. You will do what we say. Right. What a strange thing we lived through in the, the peak of that covid stuff i mean i mean it was almost so bad the the dancing syringes that you wondered if colbert was making a you know reverse psychology type of a commentary like, like i don't i don't think so i don't think he's that smart i think he just does he's that he's dumb i think he's that bought he just bought off it's like this is what you do okay i'll do it well, but why would they do the dancing syringes? Well, they were pushing this. Was we, it really to push the vaccine? Because what it was telling you was that this is oversold. It was telling us that. That's how we saw it. I think for your mm. normal, like, kind of brain dead person, it was like, I will go get the vaccine. Okay, I'll go get my other shot. I didn't get one in my leg. I got one in both arms and one leg and my two buttocks, but I didn't get one down in my calf. I'll go do that. I think it was just brainwashing. 
it, it kind of reminds me, we talked a little bit about, about this before we hit record today, but you suddenly see all of these people out there in the news smashing windows of Jewish-owned businesses and, and carrying posters that say things like Hitler needed to finish the job. And, and it's like, it's so over the top. And well, that was the main headline on the Babylon Bee. It says, 80 years after Hitler failed, the Nazis finally seized London. Right. But there's truth to that headline, right? And you, That's and, what makes this funny, but not funny. And it's almost, I was, seeing, I was seeing some of this going, these people aren't organic. This isn't normal. And it makes me wonder if there isn't some, like, like it's almost like, did you ever go to one of those hypnotist shows back in the day when those were popular? And they'd bring up people from the audience and they'd hypnotize them and they'd give them a keyword and they would do something funny and everyone laugh. I really didn't like those. Hmm. I thought they were, they just didn't sit well with me. Um, I actually walked out of one when I was a teenager and my friends thought I was weird, but. Well, there's but, a. But that's how I feel like the, the, the public is. It's like, you will stand with Ukraine. I stand with Ukraine. I don't know where it is oh, on a map, but I stand with them. Well, there was the whole mass formation psychosis right, idea right. that was going around. But, there, but there's a, a greater uh, danger is that it's not just a, the psychosis, but it's a mass hypno- hypnosis. And well, it's leading to mass like actions and, and, and even violence. That's, that's why I would say it's more of a hypnosis right. rather than just a psychosis. Because a psychosis is a fear of something that's unreal. But, and that could lead to action. I and mean, that's why we titled this show, The Mind Virus Show. Remind all you listeners is that. Find the, us on the web at mindvirus.show. Actions begin in the mind. You, right. You may, there are many things you think, but you don't do. But, but you never do anything that you didn't think. Like there's, and you may think you're acting on impulse, but the impulse came from your mind. There was an episode here in the United States. I can't remember now where it was at. It was at a university, I believe, where... Jewish students were in a in a library and and protesters were outside like basically holding them hostage in there threatening their lives threatening violence and it's like that's not 2 months ago before you know the Gaza before the Hamas attack on Israel if you'd gone to those students and said something like, you know, you, you know, there's Jewish students on campus, right? They probably would have been like, okay, sure. What do you think about getting a group together and then maybe threatening their lives and holding them hostage? They probably would have been like, well, I'm not going to do that. And all of a sudden it's like some key word and they're, they're wearing the Palestinian head scarf. I can't remember the official name of that. And they're they're bashing windows in and and threatening people and and it's just and I'm not even I'm not coming down on one side or the other with this argument as far as Israel Hamas I'm just observing that it, it's, it's some seriously inorganic behavior and then even on the other side you know I went to the uh, <clears throat> I went to the local football match on Saturday night and. Uh, at uh, at the Brigham Young University, and you know they put fans up on the screen. I guess I got up on the screen. I didn't even see myself up there. It was my chance to flip the bird to everybody. <laughs> <laughs> 
But no, I guess some people texted me and they're like, You're on, you were on the big screen. I said, I was? What was I doing? They said, you were staring straight ahead. And your wife was yawning and your daughter was looking at her phone. <laughs> and I was like, yeah. Typical American family. Uh, yeah. Especially when your team is down 30 points. But, but they put someone on the screen who had a shirt on, had the, the star and it said Israel. And he was, you know, opening his coat and dancing around mm-hmm. with his pro-Israel. And I just thought all of this stuff is, it makes me wonder if there isn't some mass hypnosis going on and certain people they hear the keywords and they just act. And I think we saw this with BLM, right? With the George Floyd stuff. Like out of nowhere, all of a sudden everyone's marching in the streets because they're mad about, you know, there was a high schooler the other day, a white kid who was beat to death by 15 black kids. Where's the, where's the, uh, where's the headline, the mass protests about that. I don't see governor Romney or Mitt Romney, Senator Romney, arm in arm with people marching on the Capitol and burning down buildings and towns in in protest of this kid's death. Nothing out there seems organic, like a real true reaction to something that happened. It's all seems staged. All the world's a stage, right? And it just seems all of this seems, it it just, it's, I don't know. Yeah. You talk to these university students that are all of a sudden pro-Palestinian they probably don't know anything about the history of that area and the and the conflict between those two cultures. And I mean, it goes far, it goes way back, mm-hmm. and the nuances involved, and all the times that the Palestinian leadership has denied or rejected peaceful solutions, or they just don't know anything about it. But they're they're certainly right when they smash in the windows of a of a diner or something. Did you see the movie? Uh, Kingsman. Not yet. With the it was the first one mm-hmm. where uh, you had Samuel Jackson and Colin Firth, I think, in it. <clears throat> That's the. Is that the uh, the like where they're sort of gentlemanly, but they're also secret ninjas? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You haven't seen that. I've seen clips and things, and we've talked about it a little bit. I saw a clip on Twitter of real life looking people like marching down the street in unison with little bowler hats and umbrellas. And I wondered if they were. Okay. It's called, it's not called the Kingsman. It's like the league. It's called Kingsman, the secret service. Is that different than the league of extraordinary gentlemen? Yeah. That's a Sean Connery film. Sean Connery. Careful, Ryan. Some things in here don't react well to bullets. There's a clip circulating of uh, Sean Connery when he was younger, and it's a female journalist saying, now you once said that you were, it was okay to slap women. Do you want to clarify that? And he's like, yes, sometimes it's important to slap a woman, put her back in her place, and she gives you a lot of lip and attitude. <laughs> and he just doubles down. And, so, and she's just like speechless, huh? and he's just like, Am I clear enough? You know, it's like, <laughs> How old was he at the time? He was probably in his fifties at the time. Oh, okay. like, I don't know. It was it was funny. Well, I bring up the movie The Kingsman. This is 2014 because there was a foreshadowing of this mass hysteria. the The evil villain gives everyone free cell phones. Right now, think about it. All the free media that we get. 
and then he sends a signal out which makes everyone go crazy and get murderous and the whole population kills each other right and there's an episode in a southern baptist church or something like that where um colin firth the the secret agent who's been highly trained kills every everybody in the church goes crazy and he kills a ton of people in there it's it's incredibly graphic okay so i don't recommend necessarily that you watch this show this is one of those really really absurdly graphic films um (laughs) thinking why did i watch this i don't know i can't (laughs) can't look away sometimes um but yeah the the idea is that there was a signal sent out and everyone goes nuts right and it seems like we're kind of in that in that area and uh, that's that's an example from uh, fictional media there was a documentary done though that I think we might have mentioned here on the show before I can't remember tell me if if you remember this there was a documentary done on hypnosis where they their question they were asking was can you be hypnotized to do something you wouldn't normally do mm-hmm. and they so they had a crowd of you know, this is a this is a not a huge budget documentary. You know, it's not like the Marvel guys or anything, right? If we <laughs> want to talk about mass hypnosis, right? They had a an auditorium where they had selected. I don't know if they'd pre-selected people, but they had an auditorium about five hundred people, and then they filtered through that group to get like the ten most suggestible people, and then they put them through a bunch of hypnosis and got them to do things like sit in a vat of ice water without feeling it you know and they they found after they tested all the the most suggestible people in that group they found one person that was really really suggestible and over the next couple of episodes they hypnotized him to take a visual trigger not not only not only okay so first of all they, they hypnotized him under hypnosis they taught him how to shoot a pistol accurately and then gave him a visual trigger and they basically programmed him to shoot Stephen Fry, who is a national treasure there in UK, right? Yeah, he's an actor. He's an actor that everybody loves. And, it, and they got this guy, they, they had him attend an event where Stephen Fry was speaking, and they, they literally got him to take a pistol from underneath his seat on a visual cue from a woman in a polka dotted dress who came in, triggered him, and then said something to set him off. And then he fired the firearm at Stephen Fry multiple times. And Stephen Fry faked his own death. Yeah. And then he put the uh, the gun back in the case, back underneath his seat, and patiently awaited the authorities under hypnosis. Right. And so they proved in this documentary that, yes, people can be hypnotized into doing things that they wouldn't normally do. Everyone <clears throat> everyone said of this man that he's the nicest person, he would never hurt a fly, you know. Yeah, and it makes you wonder about things like school shootings. Or Sirhan or, Sirhan. That, right, was the, right. that was the comparison they made in the documentary was to the the RFK assassination and that this man Sirhan Sirhan doesn't remember it right he he's been in jail forever and his family and everybody that knows him says he's the nicest guy right. and it's like well it, that's the that's the the, the ideas explored in the born movies and books right like 
they take these guys and they train them to do these things and they they trigger them. There's a I'm not gonna link I'm not gonna mention the link, but there's a a guy out there that's created journals who claims he was uh, kind of hypnotized or or brainwashed MK Ultra style to be an assassin uh, within and 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 the the government and the LDS Church was highly involved with this. It's some crazy stuff. You can find it if you want it. You can look for it. I, I kind of read some of it, and I was like, I don't know if I believe a word of this, but this sure is interesting. Okay, so what are, what would be the reference on that if people were looking for that, or should I try I, to find a link? I, what was it? I've given them enough. Repeat, it was journals, some guy who'd created journals. Yeah, they're on the internet, and he's written about his apparent experiences being an MK Ultra. This one is salacious subject. enough. We will not link to it from the website, but if you want to look for it, you're looking for uh, keywords. MK <laughs> yeah, Ultra keywords. <laughs> MK Ultra journals, <laughs> LDS Church. Yeah, sure. Government. But hypnosis. but the point being that there's there's real wor- there's real world stories about things like people like Jason Bourne, where you're just trained from a young age to be an assassin, but also you don't really have control over your own actions because they're your brain, you know, you're brainwashed. I mean, we know MK ultra was real. Like, were you programmed to say that? <laughs> no. no. LSD, MKUltra, yeah. We know the government uh, experimented with uh, a lot of people. I mean, Ted Kaczynski is one of the guys they, they messed with. Yeah. When he was a teenager at Harvard, he went to Harvard early because he was like a math prodigy. I think he was 16 years old at Harvard. What a horrible situation for a kid. You go off to college where you're not old enough to do anything that college kids do. You're not old enough to really hang out with them. You have no mentors, no family. I'm not excusing what he did later in life, but it's some, possibly it's background to why or he did it, or maybe his pro his wiring broke. You know, his programming broke, or maybe he, he didn't. He was do just it. broken. Maybe I they set they, him up. Yeah. Well, I think we maybe, don't know if anything's real anymore, do we? No. Well, I think the mass hypnosis idea is a is a real potential. People, I, I think it just goes a lot more slowly than. Um, well, we we get it in. Then you get it in the movies. We get it in marketing, right? Commercials. Um, I can't remember if I mentioned this before, but I did a little research, and and President Nelson's general conference talk, Think Celestial. He he used that phrase like twenty five times in the talk. That's a lot of repetition, right? Well, you can see that the that the mind, the movements of the mind, the 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 big ideas have to be, especially the the crazy ones or the or the really bad ones, have to be pumped with a lot of money. Yeah. And it makes safe it ma- and effective. Yeah, it makes some of these ba- Babylon B headlines just so bittersweet. They're they're funny, but they're not funny. Like safe for example, one of the headlines in the top left here says. Cain calls for ceasefire after killing Abel. Right. This is not funny. It's funny, but it's not funny. I mean, immediately after murdering his brother Abel in cold blood, Cain reportedly called for a total ceasefire. 
that could be applied both to the Israelis and to the Palestinians. Right. Okay. Right. Safe. So you can't depending on depending on who you thought of first shows which media right. you're leaning towards, right? right? If you thought, "Oh, yeah, the the ha- that Hamas did that. Hamas is guilty of that. They're the cane in this case." Then you're leaning towards Israel. If you thought, "Oh, Israel did this after um, destroying Gaza, mm-hmm. then you're leaning towards Palestine. Yeah, or or you or you look at it and say, well, what Hamas did wasn't unprovoked. It was after a long history of colonization. Yeah. Like, yeah, right. And and there's these two narratives that sort of that are being pushed again, is designed to divide us and to send us into war, just like the COVID narratives. Now, here's another Babylon Bee headline that's that's funny, not funny. And ha- required many, many years to pass for this to come true and and to to uh, manifest this mass hypnosis, if we want to call it that. Disappointed veteran wouldn't have fought for freedom had he known there would be all this gay stuff. <laughs> <laughs> oh, jeez. Not that there's anything wrong with that, right? Right. Seinfeld from the 90s, right. Friends, every, you know, our... You could say it was the Clinton era, but it wasn't. It's been a slow shift in the the um, yeah and now, the and mental and framework slowly, of America. Then suddenly, and then I, I read a tweet today. Let me just read it to you because it's beautiful and insane and hilarious and tragic. While you're looking for that one, here's a funny one. Trump swing state lead expected to hold until 3 a.m. on election night. <laughs> This is from the Endometriosis South Coast, whatever that is. It's a charity committed to the sport, support and education. Okay. So endometriosis is, of course, a condition that affects women. This was posted on November 12th, 2023. We are excited to share with you all that we welcome Steph to the team as our new CEO. Supporting to move forward with our mission as a charity, we are all grateful to have Steph on board. Watch this space for more updates soon. And the accompanying graphic is incredible. Maybe we'll link to it. But Steph, Steph is a man masquerading as a woman. And this is a quote from Steph. Does it have a picture of Steph? It does. And this is a quote which is incredible. Remember, this okay, is an okay, endo- okay, 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 okay. This is okay. Okay, I'm going to write it down. Isn't it ridiculous that I've got to my 40s before any medical professionals even mentioned endometriosis? <laughs> Steph, it's not in, it's not ridiculous because when you go to a medical professional as a man, they know that endometriosis is not possible. They already know that, so they're not going to mention it. <laughs> They might mention your prostate, but they're not going to mention related to the uterus. endometriosis. And then there's a picture of Steph, which is you'd be you'd be forgiven if you thought that was actually Keith Richards, but no, that's Steph. And this is the real world that we're living in right now. Uh, Isn't it ridiculous? I don't think it's the real world. It's the fallen fake world. Um, right. It's the counterfeit world. 
It's crazy. But I, I, I saw that, and I'm like, that's got to be a joke. That's got to be par- parody. No, it doesn't appear to be parody. Here's, here's a parody that is too true to laugh at. Quote, church shouldn't be political, says pastor with BLM and pride flags on his building. <laughs> right. right. Well. Not funny. What are we going to do about it, I guess? How does any of this fit into our ongoing purpose? Well, you uh, want to say you want to say you've got to get angry and you've got to stay angry, but that's not that's not a way to exist. That's that's allowing the devil to win also, you know. How right. how do we um how do we combat this when there's so much Pfizer money behind it? <laughs> when there's so much money behind it that they Brought can just to continue to they can just continue to say Brought these, to you by Pfizer. These are not the droids you're looking for. There well, are there yeah. are five lights. There are five lights. There are five lights. They just keep. They've got the money to just continue to promote that, and so then your kids get taught it in the schools. Yeah, they're get they they are, and that's and tough. then the next generation thinks that the reality is actually different. It is. Tough. I think that's the long game they're playing. They know that the Gen X, they know we're the last sane people on earth. Well, they're. And, yeah, and that's why they're just going to wait us are they, out. Are we just going to get waited out? Uh, I think the Gen X or everybody else is, you know, the baby boomers, the people that are actually have some level of rationality. They're th- hoping the world just falls apart. I think you know, also they're hoping that 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 it ends. Yeah, and I think also what's happening is they're going to make sure that Gen X people who are still awake and still sane aren't ever really put into positions of power. I don't think there'll be a Gen X president. I don't think there's going to be a lot of Gen X, you know, mega CEOs. They're going to skip us and go right to the millennials and the zillennials and other people they can brainwash. uh, We're talking, but we're talking like everybody in Gen X is actually rational. I I think we could go find plenty of our peers that are, that are, there's fully wokeified. There's plenty that are are lost. What I'm saying is, I think we're all they need a, is the lady in the neighborhood that did the "Make America Kind Again." Right. The I think it just said "Make America Blind Again" or something. You just need, but there, I think we're um, as a group, we're the last people who remember the before times. Statistically, we know. Yeah, we know on average what the world was like before the internet. We remember the the 90s. We remember the 80s. We we remember when uh, men were men and women were women, and that was normal, right? It, was, it wasn't even something that people argued about. You could argue about the differences between men and women and the best ways to get along and all that stuff. But now just saying that men are men is like hate speech. Saying reality, kids, the, saying, no, the, saying the truth is, is hate speech. The, that's why the right. hate speech was, that's why they passed all the hate speech laws 12, 15 years ago right. was so that they could criminalize the truth. And, and the kids nowadays, it, it, it's, hard to, it's hard to combat it because they hear these things from their professors and their peers. And then if you say, well, that's not correct, this, the, the truth is this, this, and this, and then they say, oh, you're just old and bigoted. You know, you, you have outdated ideas. You know, the idea of gender and marriage is so outdated. Right, po- right, Pope Francis? Like, right. 
Here's a new, uh, along those lines, another Babylon Bee headline. The new Grand Theft Auto game will have an unlockable, quote, Soros DA mode where all crime is legal. <laughs> it's, it's just above the easy mode. It's, you've got Soros DA, easy, medium, and hard. Right. Too true, right? Right. Yeah, it's, uh, it's a mad, 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 mad world. It's a wonder that this site even exists. It's saying so much truth. Well, I, there was a, a a while ago there was somebody criticizing the Babylon Bee for being fake news, <laughs> and the Babylon Bee people were like, "Yeah, we're it's called comedy satire. Satire. We've never claimed to be real, but even the satire was uh, was verboten." Well. We have to we have to arm ourselves with the truth, and we have to be willing to to stand for it, like uh, like the that Babylon B article said. We just want to remind you how alone you really all are. Like it's a lonely place to try to stand for the truth, but we're not alone. There's a lot of people who believe these things and understand these things. We just need to find each other, I think, and. Start manifesting our voices in different ways. Oh, I think you just have to say no. I mean, right? Like when it when it when you're confronted with some crazy unreality, you just have to say no. That's not not going along with it. But we we we're, we're too polite, right? Don't we? Aren't we as Americans just way too polite to say that sort of thing? Like, how, how many people in church are actually throwing out the anchor when they hear something? Or, or is that what our church is now? Is it's becoming a, a practice center for polite, uh, for politely not disagreeing, for politely keeping your mouth shut? Because that's what Utah is, right? It's we're gonna we're gonna respectfully keep our mouths shut rather than disagree. Well, and you see the consequences of that is Utah is being completely overrun by uh, by the oligarchy it's a it's like a lab for it's the cradle of the fourth industrial revolution right but it's what, right under our noses wasn't both the church and cox out saying we had to respectfully disagree which meant don't disagree hashtag disagree better which means don't disagree yeah which means shut up go along be a peacemaker do what you're told smile and nod because and if you get in line for the gulag if you say something like no you're stark raving mad when you want to force this uh, gender <laughs> confusion <laughs> on us or you're being hateful yeah or if you say you're bat blank crazy that's right. hateful speech right bat guano crazy. bat guano crazy yeah, yeah. You, you can't call these people out for the nonsense or call out these ideas for the nonsense they are because then you're just hateful and you need to hashtag disagree better. And that's that the the pendulum is way off to one side here. I mean, when you consider that taxation is actually theft, which we've discussed about, we've discussed this on the show. You know, you walk out mm -hmm. your door, you're being taxed right now. We're sitting here getting taxed by having the lights on mm -hmm. and sitting in a in a privately owned residence that is actually a, a state rental right. because the right. did you get your property tax notice this year property um, taxes probably. are up they always massively up. they always go up so we're, we're getting uh our money stolen and then the money is used against us and then you're told not to say anything right oh except you're given a in the property tax notice they do send one in advance and it tells you when and where the hearing is where you can go shout into the wind Right. While the panel listens to your complaints and doesn't do anything and about it, they them. just ignore them. Yeah. 
If you've ever been to one of those meetings, that's what happens. Right. Yeah. And then they'll say something like, well, nobody came. It's like, I came. I told you I didn't consent. Yeah, but they, they don't care. Well, not they enough, don't want people to come. Nobody, not everybody came. Yeah, not but, everybody came. So therefore, we couldn't really tell because not all Utahns came. We couldn't really tell that you didn't want your property taxes raised. Right. And then by uh, 20%. But it wouldn't matter if everybody did come, they would still do it. They're not looking for feedback. They're just legally obligated to, to give the public a chance to say something. But they're not legally op- obligated to listen. <laughs> well, well, I'm almost out of black pills. Yeah, that's, today's the black pill episode. The only one we're going to do this week. We'll just do the. We'll we'll limit. We will limit our black pilledness to one episode per week, listeners. I I commit to limiting to one black pilled episode per week. Okay. Okay. I'll hold you to it. Well, thanks, everybody. You've survived another episode of the Mayan virus. If you survived, please comment. Let us know what you want the next t-shirt contest to be about. We have actually given away two Mm t-shirts, both of which were highly, highly sought after and uh, appreciated by both people who received them. Yeah, we could do another one. I think our short story contest was a bust. We I got, don't know, we got an we entry. We got an awesome entry, but that was it. That was it. You read a short story later, but I think you didn't enter that because it was written prior to the contest. Yeah, yeah. that had already been written. I didn't get any feedback on that. Nobody commented on how amazing it was. Well, if they're too busy to attend the property tax <laughs> uh, board review... They're too busy to comment on the Mind Virus show. Yeah. And that's why the devil wins. Because well, you people are too busy. Because they say Mormon? <laughs> because they use the word Mormon instead of member of the Church of Jesus oh. Christ of Latter-day Saints. Yes, well, yeah. that was that's official church doctrine. <laughs> For now. For now. Well, okay, everybody. Let's uh we'll we'll let you go. Uh we will be back again next week. Until then, I'm Bobby Flood. He is. I am. Have a great week. I am him. I'm him. I'm him. All right, Jordan Bruno signing off.